This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net as we take a look at the opening market prices here for this Friday morning. Uh, First off, Matt, what have we seen going on in the grain prices so far? Yeah, I mean, so far, it looks to me like it's going to be a bit of an easier day. You know, whenever you look at these markets, to be honest, we really haven't done much this week, uh, especially as far as the corn market's concerned. You know, you go back to, uh, oh, I don't know, you go back to Monday, I guess, and the range on Monday was from 677 to 686. Uh, and today, uh, the markets right now are trading at 680. And so, you know, obviously, you're still in the same range that you've been in all week. Market really hasn't done a whole lot. There really hasn't been a whole lot of information or news. This time of year, though, typically, the path of least resistance to be lower, considering it's harvest, and the market's hung right in there. So it's definitely been a very blase sideways market. And I kind of expect the same type of thing here going into the weekend. Well, and then I guess too with the you know drought issues and the issues with the Mississippi River that we've seen, it's it may be kind of a good thing to have a week where not too much happens instead of something you know maybe the markets tank instead. Domestically, we're in a very tight situation, and uh, you know there's no doubt that there's concern that we're not going to get the export business that we typically see if we can't get the river uh, levels maybe uh, buoyed just a little bit. Obviously, had some rain come through this week, but we'd need a couple, three systems to come through and dump that kind of rainfall to really get to feeling better about getting the soil recharged, getting uh, these river levels recharged. Uh, but ultimately, you've got a tight situation domestically, and yes, concern. But then whenever you look globally, as far as, far as beans are concerned, you know, you've got a lot more room, a lot more wiggle room, and there looks to be a big crop coming out of South America. And so there's a lot that's going on that actually could impact the markets later on and break you out of this sideways range to the downside. So if that would were to occur, I'd sure hope that producers were, were ready for that. I think a lot of times when you see a sideways market like this, you know, essentially you see basically get lulled to sleep and you just assume that these markets are going to stay strong for perpetuity. But I think we all know that's not always the case. Right. And, you know, still speaking of that uh, river situation, you know, we know the river's already really low. We've already had issues with it. And since we know it's going to take, you know, a lot of rain, like you mentioned, to uh, get those river levels back up, you know, are we just going to have to deal with this for the time being? And, you know, how are we kind of uh, making do with what we have with that situation so far? Well, essentially what you've got to do is you can float barges down the river, but you can't float them at capacity. You know, and so a lot of these barges are going down the river from 60 to 80 percent full. That's cutting back on efficiencies in a major way and keeping our prices a little bit higher than what we'd like to see as far as what we can sell beans for or corn out of the Gulf. Now, when you look at the P&W market, the Pacific Northwest, you know, that market's going to get probably used on overtime here over the next uh, couple months. And as we see how the river situation unfolds, uh, we always export out of that corridor, but we probably will export more as a percentage out of that corridor than what we've done, uh, you know, maybe uh, ever. You know, so it'll be very interesting to kind of see how the system works. We're going to test probably some different ports than what we've typically used in the past based upon sending some shuttle loaders south. And so I'm talking about the rail market. Uh, You're going to be trying to click on all cylinders other than uh, the river business. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all transpires. But uh, by all means, this is the time of year whenever you export a ton of soybeans. So we certainly need to see 
uh, you know, some things kind of fall in place for us because right now the river just doesn't seem to be working out that hot. All right, Matt. And what are we seeing on the other side of the markets? You know, the livestock haven't opened yet, but what do we think we'll see there today? You know, the livestock markets have been, uh, you know, we've, we've been on quite the trajectory as far as fats are concerned. And so you look at live cattle and uh, we've kind of broke off just a little bit here the last couple of days, but nothing, uh, nothing too bad. If you look at the chart, you know, as far as uh, December cattle, uh, fat cattle are concerned uh, or, or October fat cattle are concerned, either one. I mean, they've been a very impressive run to the upside. You know, you look over at the feeder market and uh, it's not quite as exciting as what you've seen as far as fats are concerned. But then you go look at hogs and it's been the same type of thing. So your proteins have been really strong. I think it's evidenced by a couple of different things. You know, I think consumer confidence is still pretty decent. You've seen these equities markets rally. And if you watch, especially whenever it comes to fat cattle, uh, fat cattle and equities many times will run hand in hand based upon the fact that uh, when producers or consumers feel like they've got some money in their pocket, they're going to be much more interested and willing to go out and buy that protein. And so uh, we've seen really good markets here lately as far as the hog market's concerned, as far as fats are concerned. All right, Matt, lots of great information today for those of our listeners who would like to get in touch with folks at agmarket.net and learn more and talk marketing strategies. How can they do that? Agmarket.net's the website, you know, and we've got an app, agmarket.app, and so either one of those places is a great great way to be able to get a hold of our technology, uh, our research, and uh, our contact info. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. We'll go ahead and take a look at those opening market prices. December corn is down one and three quarters at six eighty and a half. November soybeans down three and a quarter at thirteen seventy nine even. January soybean meal up one sixty at four oh nine fifty. January soybean oil down forty five at sixty nine eleven. Chicago wheat down thirteen and a quarter at eight twenty five and a quarter. Minneapolis spring wheat down six and three quarters at nine forty three and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat down fifteen even at nine seventeen and a quarter. And December oats down two even at 356 and a half. On the Merck, December live cattle down 32 at 153.10. November feeders down 35 at 177.77. December lean hogs up 120 at 86.32. Pork cutout down 95 at 95.77. And class three milk down three cents at 20.35. And that's been a check of the opening market prices. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us today here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. I'm Riley Smith.